Two best friends get together every week to talk about new things they've tried. I'm Marcus, and that beautiful man over there is Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Did you say beautiful? I'm doing great now. I did. Oh my goodness, Marcus. <laughs> there are so many things to say about life. All I'm going to say is hello. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Now Try This Cast. We are going to try some stuff today. But Marcus, today's a special episode. Why don't you tell them why? Today is a special episode because it came from you, the patrons. I know back in the day we got bad review, specifically calling out all the singing we did. No, but no, I'm no, bringing no. That it was back. the person who thinks I'm that's bringing the it who, back. Thinks, who thinks they're our friend and that giving us a bad <laughs> review was constructive. Um, uh, so. Okay, so Nick, this episode is special because it came from our patrons. Uh, you can become a patron over on patreon.com slash now try this cast. Over there, we allow the patrons to vote on challenges every month. And this month, this month, mm -hmm. we got Hunt for the Wilder, pe Wilder People, not Wilder People, as we've learned since our last episode. I do have um, to apologize. Yeah, you corrected me so hard. And I didn't you were correct so wrong. Boy, I I'm going to correct you, you now. Me. I'm going <laughs> to correct you now. And I'm going to say that okay. I didn't correct you. You asked. And I was like, I think it's Hunt for the Wilder People. I was making a joke. You it's, played yourself. I did play myself. It is Hunt for the Wilder People. Although some people may call it a wildebeest. And <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yes, yes. Everybody knows a very famous wilder, wildebeest. Wildebeest. That's Marcus, a cooler name. That is a, that is such a cool name. Marcus, last week, what did we do? Nick, last week we did Overboard. Oh, yes, we did. It was a great game. episode. Great episode, fantastic hidden gem of a game. My challenge to you, and it was great. But instead of being able to give you a challenge of my own, we are we got lambasted by the patrons, and we are now doing a hunt for the wilder people. The patrons spoke with their dollar dollar bills, and we are sellouts to our fans. No one else. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Raycons, go fuck yourself. Patrons, no, hold on. Hold on. Give us that money. <laughs> Hold on, Raycons. I need a new pair of headphones. These are like falling apart. That would be great, Raycons. Those yeah, hit us headphones up. are falling apart? Yeah. Do you want to like see why? Like they're like. Wow. They're, like, they are old. falling apart. You yeah, know what that are. means, <laughs> yeah, guys. Head on over to our Patreon. Join the <laughs> Patreon. Help Nick get a new pair of headphones. All the money goes directly back into the podcast, paying for like apps, paying for us to be able to pay podcast hosting fees on websites and shit like that. And we still haven't been able to cover our costs completely. And that close. would be really nice if we could at least do this podcast for free for us. We are getting close. <laughs> Guys, that is patreon.com slash now try this cast. Marcus, mm -hmm. we need to apologize to our fans because oh. we're not going to have an episode next week. Oh, what? no. Yes. What? No because way. I, because I've decided that I love something more than our fans, and that is Hawaii. Wow. <laughs> is that why you're wearing your very festive shirt? No, this is my third day wearing the shirt. We do not have to talk about how busy I am, how this literally is a third day. Do you want to actually you want to hear why this is the third day I wear the shirt? Let's hear about it. Okay. So I'm now doing improv gigs in the morning. 
I got an orthodox at night and then I have chess lessons in the afternoon. I have to wear a specific outfit for my improv and then I have to wear a specific outfit for unorthodox. So in the in-between, I want to be comfy. So uh-huh. I've worn this shirt, but I haven't worn it more than a couple hours. So this is day three. Oh, <laughs> day three, but like hour six of wearing it. Marcus, we also could tell everybody we are in New York City and we are in a heat wave and it is very hot. And I smell fair. Fair enough. I, I smell. Enough. I'm so busy that my girl hasn't been able to come over. But thank goodness, because I fucking smell. <laughs> and no, guys, I- instead of showering and putting on fresh clothes, I am here for you. The hell fans. yeah. I was dude. I'm in the same boat. Last night I messaged you while we were playing DD. I was like, I am working right now. I am like on my that laptop. Was wild working because i'm just so fucking busy that was wild marcus i think i have that same shirt oh hell yeah old navy is that old navy oh yeah it is baby best friends forever yeah hell yeah baby put it on (laughs) (laughs) you complaining about wearing that shirt okay Put yeah, but this, I'm doing it. For, I'm, listen, I'm upset about it because I'm doing shirt. it for the best. This is this is literally literally brand new, literally yeah. brand. And new. you know what's gonna be best is that this is at the start of the podcast, so all clips going forward that I make for the for the fucking website is gonna have both of us in the same shirt, and it's gonna be awesome. <sighs> okay, we can't acknowledge it. We can't acknowledge it for the rest of the podcast. There's our there's our clickbait. <laughs> you, Marcus, you gotta undo one button for me, baby. You, okay. I can't. What? What? I the can't, top button's done. Okay, you gotta do one more. Uh, undo one I more. can't. I can't survive okay. a podcast with that button done. Oh, there maybe I could take off like the tag. It's literally brand new. Oh shit! Nice. Oh my god, like Marcus. It. All right, as I uh, awkwardly roll up my sleeves because it's very uncomfortable. Marcus, tell me what's been going on this week. What's 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 the hot goss? What's, hot uh, goss. What's, what's, oh man. You know? Oh, speaking of hot goss, I mean, the new thing I tried this week was an old thing oh, I tried we for the do, podcast. We do match the podcast background. Oh my god, we coordinated with the podcast background. Yeah, that's a terrible. That's and you know what's also <laughs> funny? How different our lighting is because we're wearing the same shirt. I know we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look how different it looks on the shirt. It does. It doesn't look like the same shirt. Sorry, I interrupted you. What what is your new? So what is your I, old new? You know what? I, it's actually to 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 something borrowed. Another something episode you gave me the bachelorette a couple weeks ago i finished it <laughs> whoa oh my god Best, guys spoilers for the bachelorette because we are going to talk that finale real right right quick real how quick do we feel? real quick how okay. do we feel i i've been calling blake blake the snake the entire fucking game because he's playing the game what? you know what? he's playing he's playing the bachelor he knows how to play the game and i don't well, how do you feel now how do you feel now the same this 100 oh, the same shit. nothing has really? changed blake the snake <sighs> i think I think uh, Katie is still in love with Greg. I think that I don't know much about how I feel about Greg. I don't I get what he was going for. I understand. I don't think he handled it correctly. Do you think Greg was gaslighting? I don't think so. I think he was not on purpose. I feel like gaslighting has intention. Does it always have to have intention? I I think think you could subconsciously like want to win the argument and you gaslight somebody and not like vindictively say, I'm going to say you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Well, but gaslighting is is about creating a false reality for the other person, right? Gaslighting definition. (laughs) No, it has a very specific definition, but the word gets thrown around a lot. And I think that's the criticism Katie was coming under online. I think you're right, because this is manipulate by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. And manipulate is an active 
Yes. So like, I don't Mm. think either of them was gaslighting. I think that like, I think that word gets thrown around a lot because people like to use a buzzword that means like, oh, you're making me feel bad. Like it's not. It's this very specific thing that is abusive and manipulative. And I don't think either one of them was. I didn't like Greg. I thought he was very boring. Okay, just making sure. It's like, because like you can totally say what you're saying. I'm just making sure. I don't like Greg, but I do think that he was being vilified in an incorrect way. And you can tell, right? Like you can tell because he was a true villain. The fan would have been cheering and like booing and like, but the whole time he was there, the fan, the audience seemed very confused. They were like cheering for Katie. They were cheering for Greg. (laughs) They were cheering like so it was just, wild it goes to show that it wasn't like a super one-sided obvious uh situation you know yeah. and it felt bad for oh, blake because it was somebody in the chat said katie got messy on the after show i i i agree she kind of did but that was the first time she had seen him since the breakup and she yeah. was upset like i don't yeah. i i i think greg handled himself poorly i yeah. think Katie could have said it differently and still gotten her point across, but I understand where they were both coming from. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I get, you know, he, he was, I think what Greg said, I think he's, I forget if he said it during that or during podcast with Nick Vial after mm-hmm. where he said, I think it was in the podcast. He said that he really did love her, but the love was formed in the wrong way because it was over the grief of their fathers. And that was yeah. an unhealthy relationship right off the bat. I agree. So, yeah, I, I watched and I also found myself watching an interview which is why i wanted to bring it up oh my god we're gonna talk about this later i i i brought it up because i found myself watching an an interview that was done on a podcast i don't know if it was a barstool podcast or something where they brought blake and katie on the podcast to talk about what happened to talk about the thing and it was awkward and i still felt like blake was still playing the game and i was like the game's over man like the game's over but it still felt like he was i don't know he was just saying all the right things oh but in a way that was like political, almost political. Yeah. Like, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. That's a good way of putting it. I don't know. I, I think I think everything you're saying could be right. But I also think they could work out. They could work out. But I don't necessarily think it's because they're madly in love with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I I, I agree. I think I think they really like each other. I think they're in love. I think it's good. But it's it's it does seem different than it did when like when Tasha left with Zach during her season that yeah. felt more authentic and real. Yeah. But it does feel better than when Peter left his season and he literally got broken up with his number one choice, woke up the next day and he says, I'm going to propose to Hannah Ann. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then one yep. month later was like, Hey, uh, my bad. I wasn't over her. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but you know, what's coming guys. If you want us to talk bachelor in paradise, fucking let us know. Tweet at us at now. Try this cast. Give to that Patreon because guys, we want to <laughs> give jo- us a reason to watch that train wreck. Join the Patreon and suggest Bachelor in Paradise. We'll do it. Okay, Nick, yes. we got to get to the episode. We gotta. We gotta. 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 I don't know how long oh. we've been recording, but we got to get to the episode. Uh, I'm gonna say like okay. ten minutes. Well, we've been. Lo- yeah. Yes. Okay, Nick. Yes. Hunt for the wilder people. Well, I'm gonna uh, keep saying wilder people. I know it's wilder it's, people, it's, uh, but I I'm gonna say wild the beast. And I'm going to say wilder people, Nick. Well, here's the thing. Maybe it's wilder people because of their accent, right? You can be insensitive all you want. I mean, I I was going to say that, but I know how wrong that is. So I appreciate for you the wilder people <laughs> up for me. is a Patreon suggestion by da- Dash 9442. Thank you so much for the suggestion. 
Hunt for the Wilder People is a 2016 New Zealand adventure comedy drama written and directed by Tikiwaititi, whose screenplay was based on the book Wild Pork and Watercress by Barry Crump. What the fuck is this movie, Marcus? Barry Crump. This movie has eluded me. This is a new... I know oh. on the Patreon, sometimes we get suggestions that one of us has done or yeah. that both of us have done. And, and you know, the, our rule is we're going to do it no has matter what. No, but it can happen. We're, can we're happen. both willing to revisit something and have a conversation about it. You oh. know, but this specifically, I it, it's eluded me. I've always wanted Same. to watch it. But for Same. some reason, I just didn't. And I don't know what that reason was. Yeah. You know, 2016, maybe it was 2016 was a stressful year for me. I remember it. It was oh, a stressful shit. year for me. Yeah, it was a stressful year for you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> your life was awful. <laughs> My li- Thanks, Nick. Yeah, but you're right. I got My your- life was awful, and I don't <laughs> think I was. I had time to watch this kind of movie. Yeah, I get and, you. But totally. my life's much better now, and I'm in a better place, and Aww. I am excited to see this movie. That's so funny because I am in a similar boat. I was. I had seen what we're doing in the shadows. I was on the Taika bandwagon. Mm-hmm. This came out a little indie darling when it came out, and I was like, I totally want to watch that. And then I just didn't. And then it's been on Hulu. It's been on Netflix, and I've just been like, I. That's. It's been in my queue yeah. for years. But I'm yeah. just like not in the mood to watch a movie about an old guy and a kid in the woods. Like yeah. that's not like a, it's not a good selling point. Yeah, it's not what like it, what is that mood, right? Like you see it and you're like, ah, oh, yes, that's a movie. And it and you know you want to watch it, but it's like you gotta be in the right mood. You gotta be in the right mindset. And I was so and wrong. Because you know yeah. what? You don't fucking have to be. This movie's great. You don't, you uh, holy totally. When you look at this movie, you think it's like you're not sure what it is, right? Like, is exactly. it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it an adventure film? And a Wikipedia uses all three of those words to define <laughs> it. <laughs> so you're like, I'm in the mood for an action film. Hump for the Wilder People? Solid backup plan. Oh, I'll go watch Fast and Furious. Do you want to mm-hmm. watch a comedy? Hump for the Wilder People? Oh, okay, I'll go watch this. Yeah. Uh, drama? Oh, you know, it's always like falls uh, under. But but you're right. I, w- I was the same way. I started watching this and I was like, oh, I'm not in the right mood for this film. God damn it. I'm not going to like it. Yeah. And then everything changed because you're so right. There isn't a mood to this film. No, you just watch it and it's a great time. It has yeah. it hits all the emotional beats you need to hit. It's a little mm-hmm. dark. It's it's like funny it's it's something it's heartwarming it's it's like you ever watch homeward bound which one's that one is that the, one the, one the, the dog the, the, the cat two dogs and the, and the dog? cat they go on an adventure yeah. it feels like homeward bound but better there's two types of people there's the dog <laughs> the cat and the dog and there's the two dog and the cat <laughs> it's it's a, but it has the same kind of vibe it's an adventure interesting that they're yeah, going yeah, yeah. on it's heartwarming yeah. it's got comedy it's fun the imdb summary of this film is a national manhunt is ordered for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the new in the wild new zealand bush i have to give taika waititi credit because i mean i know it's based on a book but boy oh boy does this story take some wild turns that i did not expect and the whole time, it feels like it was the appropriate next step to take. Uh, actually, it looks like he first went to adapt the book in 2005. 
completed multiple different drafts and early on it stayed true to the book but later it like diverted okay. lots of different ways so i would be super interested to think i mean the guy's a genius clearly yeah you know, i i i so before we get to the movie what's your what's your history history with taika so i was looking at his imdb page before because i was like what has he done because there's just so much that i know <laughs> he's been involved he in done? I know, right? Like, he's from New Zealand, so was he in Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Oh, but... dude, he's, like, close to an EGOT. Oh, really? He he has a Grammy, an Emmy, an Oscar. He just needs a Tony. Oh, shit. That's pretty... That's awesome. We can... We can to- Taika Waititi can fucking get a Tony in a heartbeat. That man oh, yeah. writes anything, and he could do it. Hello, E-Evaluation. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, okay. welcome. So, Taika Waititi, let's see. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. I keep I've... almost giving that to you. It's It's... It's... It's it's a it's wow. He won the <laughs> yeah. Oscar for the screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Hunt for the Wilder People. Obviously, no. Flight of the Conquest. It says he wrote two episodes. I think he did some directing work on it too. That's right. Eagle versus Shark. I've seen when I, I was seen. younger. Mm, it says it came like out in 2017 or 2007. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. was 17 years old. I remember renting this movie. <laughs> Like, like, I don't like know. The store? Yeah. I, I Whoa, did it weird. come out. I remember it on VHS for some reason. That, but 2007 right. wasn't VHS times, was it? I was 17. So no, it was that's DVD what, time. That's why. But I remember going to the to the we video were juniors, store. We were juniors or seniors in high school. But then how did I see this movie? You I remember going to the video it. store, coming home, bringing it home. And my mom watching it with my mom, my brother, and we were just sitting around the TV. We put it in and we were like, this movie is weird as fuck. And it just was a lot. It was a lot. And my I remember my mom turning it off. She was like, this is just too weird for me. We need to stop oh. watching this movie. Oh, hell yeah. And now I really want to watch it. Yeah, I want to watch it, too. Now that I like I'm an adult and I appreciate it. <laughs> That's time for two is calling you out of the chat. It was like uh, video stores had DVDs. <laughs> I mean, you're right. They did have DVDs. <laughs> How could I have rented this film when there were no more VHSs? I don't get it. I guess you're right. I guess I guess I, I video stores ended with VHSs in my mind. But I do remember in college that there was a home video and a blockbuster where you could rent DVDs. Dude, I worked in family video in I remember tw- 20, 2015. So definitely, I, we probably just rented a DVD, I guess. Mm. Okay. So a little bit of history with Taika. Uh, same with me. I saw what we do with the shadows. I've seen Jojo Rabbit. I've seen Thor. Oh, Thor. I, he directed it an episode or two of the Mandalorian. He, he's voiced a couple different characters and that stuff. Uh, he's just been beating around. I think my first exposure was what we do in the shadows. I randomly, cause I'm a fan of flight of the Concords. So Hell I saw yeah. Jermaine was in that and I was like, Oh, let me watch this. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? It's amazing. I really love what we do in the shadows. And then he did Thor. And then now I'm super pumped for love and thunder. Uh, oh, did you see yeah. how someone said that he said in like an interview or something? He, he Taika said like, I don't know. I think I went to, I almost had a nervous break because i went too crazy with this film i'm excited which is like that's what you good. want it's comic yes. books mm-hmm. i i think it's the same thing i think he has a very unique perspective i'm very excited for his star wars movie that he's working on like that could be really good oh yeah i forgot my, yes my, my absolute favorite thing about star wars is not the fucking like luke skywalker stories it's all no. the side content and the side content is very very good and to have creative artistic people like taika waititi creating new content for star wars i am so fucking 
fucking there for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, apparently he uncreditedly wrote the initial screenplay for Moana. Oh, wow. According to Wikipedia. He also is producing and co-created Reservation Dogs, that new Yes, FX I heard about that. Show. Weird. Anyway, so so we both agree, Taiki, he's a genius. <laughs> no, anytime, he ta- anytime he talks about stuff i just i you know why i love him so much because he's clearly a genius but he's also like just a guy like jj abrams y- yeah. is also a genius right like sure whether you like him or not he's way smarter than us that he makes these big fucking movies he's very talented but he comes off as a film bro <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like he yeah, comes yeah, off yeah. as like well uh my favorite movie is uh vertigo blah, 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 yeah where i feel like taika would like i don't know i really like that one movie that came out whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> t- i mean if you listen to any interview with taika waititi like he's very passionate but in a way that's relatable in a way that you're like yeah. oh he we could be bros talking about movies but he understands it in a in a more intellectual way than us obviously but it's it's he's very relatable in that manner he doesn't feel douchey he feels approachable now (laughs) talk to me after he's done the his second marvel movie and a star wars movie We'll see if he's still as humble. I feel like he will be. Did you see the Suicide Squad yet? No. Oh, he did that too, right? No. That he was didn't James do it. Gunn. James Gunn did that. James Gunn. But he's... What does he have to do with it? He's in it? Nothing. Never mind. Oh, okay. Know. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Sorry. Yes. No, I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Okay. Great. No, Never no, mind. no. What are you bring it? What are you, why, what'd you bring it up for? What are you talking about? He's in it. He's in it. It, uh, it was a massive surprise yeah, okay. It was a small part. It was a small okay, part. Okay, cool. But it was, it was like, oh, it's okay. Oh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love when they all put themselves put each other like in the films. You know what? Yeah. Uh, update. Mm. I don't smell anymore. Thanks for making me change my shirt. Nice. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we could match. Uh, so this film, Marcus, I read the M- IMDb summary, but I kind of want to like hear your summary. Like, what is this movie? Oh, man. A kid from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> almost literally ends up up in a foster system that keeps cycling him in and out of homes and he finally turns into shazam honestly it's the same plot and he he finally what is that the dash of a the dash of a season a real big a real big gig a a real we got a chat guys that says a real i think that's the new zealand thing from the movie a real bit a real bit a real bad egg a real bad egg yes he's a real <laughs> was that yeah they kept saying it real, yeah, yeah she was a, trying to spell a, it phonetically a, to the real, new zealand accent a real big yeah that's actually pretty good a real big yeah, can you really do good. new zealand i can't do this no i can't if, i mean if she keeps writing things for me to say in the chat spelled phonetically as if i were a new zealander like maybe i could do it but guys if you want to join that chat it's twitch.tv slash now try this cast every thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time so yeah so a kid ends up in the foster care system going from home to home and he kind of is at his last home it's they say to to the audience they say this is your last chance and you have to make this work or else you're going to end up in we find out later juvie Mm -hmm. and so the home that he ends up in is in the outskirts of all of new zealand there's no one around they're surrounded by wilderness in a little shack it's an older woman and an older man the man is played by sam neill of jurassic park fame i didn't know that until i saw started watching an interview after i watched the movie Ah. and they mentioned and he mentioned somebody meant uh, or no a review said this is the best thing he's done since jurassic park and i was like jurassic park guy (laughs) (laughs) blown away yes 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 so jurassic park guys in the movie and i don't know who the woman is she might be from stuff i'm not familiar with her i've never seen her before rima t wayata 
but she was really good. She was fucking. She great. was very, very likable. So she wanted the kid. So she brings him into the home, and the guy Sam Neil is just not having it. He's silent pretty much the whole time that the kid is there until yeah. we get the incident where the mo- the mom dies. Auntie Why? dies. It, that happened soon. That happened way early in the movie, and that was I, I also did not know it was coming. It. I Same. did not know it was coming. Same. I remember seeing the trailers for this film four years, four or five years ago. But even then, I don't think it alluded that that was what happened. No, I thought this movie was going to be there was this kid who like lived near the woods. And then there was this old guy who like lived in the woods and he like ingratiated himself with him or something. I was wrong. I was super wrong. Yeah, I read a quote from Taika Waititi that was something about I'm I'm obviously going to get it wrong. But the gist of it was like he likes to explore the darkness in reality through comedy. Mm. And and I felt like I could see that in a lot of his early work. And I really like that because it's not even in his earlier work. It, that's there on Judge a Rabbit. The dude plays. Oh, Hitler. really? Oh, well, <laughs> that movie is him. That movie <laughs> is literally that. Taika with a mustache playing Hitler yeah. as the imaginary friend of a boy in Nazi Germany as he's a Boy Scout getting indoctrinated to be a Nazi. I haven't seen the movie, but I do want to watch it. But I'll it wait for you to give it to funny. me. It is very funny. So it's that kind of thing. He likes to explore that. He likes to toe the line between humor, comedy, and and death and darkness. You know, yeah, it's wild because I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. It's wild because I was just going to say that as I was watching this film, I almost want to say I can almost feel like it is one of his earlier films because everybody sounds a little like Taika. Like there, like some people are saying lines. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like his writing, which yeah. isn't even a criticism. This is his film. I want it to feel like sure. your film. I think I just have also seen now like him do th- like Thor, and with Thor, he did a really good job of his voice being there, but also through his voice conveying Thor's voice and conveying yes. Hulk's voice and conveying yeah. everybody's voice. That's a difficult thing to do as a writer. It's one of the hardest. Yeah, it's and you're one of the hardest. People right. don't even try not to do it. Like Mamet yeah. sounds like Mamet all the time. Like that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, some yeah. people don't even try. I think when you when you think about writing and you think about like adapting stories and stuff like that, you don't. I hate when you see a movie and you're like, okay, that's the person who wrote it, just speaking through every single character. Like all the dialogue is the same. It's just yeah. very very bad across the board. You know, they everyone. But it works speaks. here. Yeah, everyone speaks like the writer speaks, and that shouldn't yeah. be the case. Everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone has their own like inflections. Everyone has their own like yeah. words that word preferences. Like it's just things like that are hard to capture. And as a writer, I think and later he does that. You're totally right. You're totally right. And I think the reason why I think it works in this movie is because mostly everyone else in the movie, besides Sam Neill and Julian Dennison, is kind of set dressing. Mm-hmm. And Julian Dennison and Sam Neill talks like Sam Neill, like he's doing yeah. his own thing. It's <laughs> fucking brilliant. But Julian Dennison is talking like Taika, but he's the vessel for him in this film, I think is why it works. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like yes, he, yes. His is anachronism. Anachronism? Ana- he is... He he is the vessel. <laughs> he is the vessel. He is the ah! child that will carry Taika Waititi's words. Yeah, baba boo. Yeah. Okay, I, I get that. that yeah, so yeah. Well. No, yeah, that's yeah. that's a, that's a really good observation. Yeah. So then you get you meet the family. I love it. I love the introduction. I love how warm oh. the auntie. We can go is. through it. Please go through it. She go through the beginning. Incredible. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't remember much of the beginning, but like it, it goes by pretty quickly. It's just a lot of heartwarming moments. They go through his birthday, which was a big thing. Oh, my God. And well, before they even do that little be- song. Oh, yes. Uh, she made him a birthday song. She made him a birthday song, a birthday cake and got him a dog. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I really want to talk about this, this beginning, because Auntie right away is a character that I, I, I love because here comes in this kid who the system doesn't want him. The system system literally chewed him up and spit him out. And the, her his child welfare case person, the cop, and you know everyone else in his life up until now has treated him like shit. Treated yeah. him like dirt. Treated him like a pest, like an unwanted filth. And he's introduced as such. And yet Auntie says, okay, and accepts him and lets him set up his own impression from the beginning mm-hmm. and welcomes him in and and the the way she's saying things to him isn't like a pest isn't like a kid that could go to juvie isn't like a kid that is completely rotten and a a, a, a real bad egg she talks to him like some like a child that's deserving of love right in that first scene when he is there for the first time and she's talking to him through the door and saying oh do you have everything you need i'm excited for you to be here i made and then and she left him a little hot hot water thing yes for him to like a heating warm a heating pad to keep warm and then like right and then just even going even farther where he's falling asleep a couple like a half a mile away from the house and she's she's like oh you didn't get very far trying to run away (laughs) all right you can keep running away but i got breakfast you want some treating him like a person and that's honestly so i work with kids a lot Mm -hmm. now i teach improv to kids i teach chess to kids i perform for kids literally two days ago i was in a school uh, no i was at a ymc in the bronx and rep in the bronx what part of the bronx just for my own fucking like the middle of nowhere i i don't want to say where okay (laughs) because i'm about the shit out of but like in the middle of nowhere and as soon as we get i like going into a space and like having full ownership of what i'm doing with the kids because they deal with teachers they deal with parents they deal with so many things all day long i don't need that baggage i would like to take the kid at face value if i deem them not worthy of my time let me deem that so but don't say like these are bad kids good luck and there was this there was this this counselor who literally from the get was like we are gonna give them our attention we are gonna like drill sergeanting these kids and i was like first of all lady i'm about to do a comedy show for these kids (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're not setting this up white but like you're but like counselor you've dealt with these kids for a month and a half during the summer and they're about to go in their lives this isn't your chance to get a paycheck and like have it easy while you're dealing with the summer camp this is your chance to influence and talk to these children and i understand it's hard i get it it's your job like be frustrated but all these kids are deserving of that yeah i don't know i i just have a huge huge problem with that no and i see it all the time and right away in this film it reminded me of that because auntie treats this kid correctly yeah like a person yeah i i mean that's all kids want like you mentioned the bronx i grew up there i saw firsthand how a lot of people just kind of lump all the kids into a group and they're like you're all bad eggs you're all bad kids i'm gonna treat you like future criminals like it just happens yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. all Treating the time like future criminals and totally. you know i think this this movie gave a good example of how the system sometimes can fail you and it takes yeah. the kindness of individuals sometimes to make changes yeah 
that's a, that's a great point. The system failing you. That's a that's honestly my read of this movie is probably similar to yours, but I didn't think of that aspect of it because I was focusing so much on what you already said about nice people will influence your life. But this movie yeah. is also saying the system is flawed and this system can fail you. Yeah. And what can you do in light of that? You know, and I you... think, you know, Julian Dennison as Ricky, you know, really, really does an amazing job at being i mean i was gonna say he does an amazing job of being a kid he is a kid <laughs> but but we've seen kids on tv in tv and movies oh, that don't portray being a kid yeah. as well but he he portrays a person that i i buy everything ricky is saying i buy yes. what he's like at the beginning i buy his turns and it's funny because sometimes a turn this quick in a movie is jarring right where he's mm-hmm. like who he is at the beginning is so different than who he is at the end but kids are also super impressed like kids want to be loved so the yes. moment that like auntie gives him a birthday he's like i love this woman that's it (laughs) and it's like that's all he needed you know i mean honestly when you're oh man this is revealing too much about myself but honestly when you when you go that long without like anyone caring about you it's the first person to give two shits about you you're like i love this person i'm gonna love him forever no matter what yeah oh wow yeah that is deep for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, real but 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 it's also it's very very true you know yeah. i mean you know i think nobody nobody wants to be treated badly no one wants to be treated like a criminal no one wants to be the bad egg but mm-hmm. but they're being a bad egg because they don't have attention from anything else and negative attention is still attention that's something that yeah. i learned doing awareness theater where i used oh, yeah. to uh, perform all across the county we did drunk driving we did alcohol we did all these things and one of the things we did was we laid out an alcoholic's family and there are five specific roles that an alcoholic's family will fall into when the when the parent is an alcoholic and Mm -hmm. we would perform that and show it to people and one is the invisible child one is the golden child one is the codependent child one is the invisible child and one of them is the scapegoat child Mm -hmm. and that child is the rebellious one they're the one that gets into trouble they're the one and in all of those different child aspects the thing that they all go back to is all of what they're doing is a coping mechanism for attention when you have a parent that's an alcoholic or if you have a parent that's going through something, their attention is focused elsewhere. So you develop a coping mechanism to find attention. The mm-hmm. perfect child gets straight A's and tries to not be a burden so they can so they can find attention. Yeah. That was me. You, you have the codependent <laughs> child who will become almost a pseudo parent to, mm-hmm. you know, to the other children so that they can get attention that way. Maybe that was you. And then you also got like the invisible child who, you know, is is so closed off. They're just like, oh, there's also the class clown Mm -hmm. who like makes jokes and pretends. And then Mm -hmm. there's also the scapegoat who will literally burn shit down because it's like my parent isn't giving me attention. Yeah. yeah. So I will. And that is obviously the coping mechanism that Ricky, like I'm not a psychiatrist or any or psychologist or anything, but that's totally what's happening here. Yeah. That's totally what's happening with Ricky. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's just that like, it's sort of like a cliche in, in movies that bad kids going to act badly, but it secretly has a heart of gold, but it's not in this movie. It's not that like, Oh, this one's actually good. It's just that like, he just needed love and kids need love love yeah the movie did a, that's actually a wonderful point marcus because this this kid isn't a different person at the end he's still ricky baker he still acts yeah. like ricky talks like ricky but it's just you didn't know who he really is because he had to have this coping mechanism he had mm-hmm. to have this veneer on him to deal with life yeah. so he could so he wasn't 
in pain all the time from the numbing anxiety of no attention yeah, right and yeah and uh, the movie does a good job of having that montage where you get that time is passing you get that nice things are happening you get that he's getting closer yeah. to the family but he's not getting closer to sam neil no which is which is wild i didn't know where yeah. this movie was going i was there I was like oh great so auntie it's like oh so is he gonna like is this movie gonna be like him and heck and hector trying to like like get on his good side and then the fucking and dies and i'm like whoa yes yeah yeah and this movie has a really i don't want to say new zealand pacing but it doesn't oh, feel it has a new zealand pacing <laughs> it feels like it has a, a, a different sense of humor a different sense of pacing than in most american movies do because totally. i feel like this would have ended up as like a weird straight comedy or it would have been like one of the like a um what's that guy from american pie justin jason Jason Biggs? No, not Jason Biggs. The the like Sean William Scott is that his name? Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's Stifler? it would have been like Stifler. It would have been like a Stifler movie. It would have been like one of those kind of like oh I'm just a silly guy and I'm turning this kid you know correct like I'm role models right or something like role like models a hundred percent like role models. Yeah. It would have been some shit like that. This movie totally. takes its time to live in reality mm. while also kind of being an extreme version of it taking its time i think is exactly exactly right because the comedy there's there's no one-liners in this movie that's not how they do their comedy their their mm -hmm. comedy and this is me seeing one movie and trying to dissect the, dissect <laughs> the whole culture's comedy well but you saw comedy, fly the concords okay well if I actually fly the concords is the same thing well what we do yeah. in the shadows is the what same thing the Robert does the same thing where it does this thing where it's it's almost just regular people talking saying funny things but never referencing it as funny or as a joke because it's real yes and going and going beat mm -hmm. beat beat linger beat scene as opposed to like yeah, yeah. like bucky falling down from being hit by spider-man saying i hate that kid i was Moving trying i was trying to watch i watched a video on new zealand comedy just like oh. a little bit of it what'd you learn because, because i was like i need to know if this is like typical or if this is just like taika waititi style and it is mainly taika waititi all the things we named are like influenced by taika waititi but sure 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 also it's the same group of they they specifically mentioned that new zealand has a a specific brand of comedy that is very deadpan they like their jokes yes. to not appear as jokes. They like to just say things as they are <laughs> and pretend that they live in a reality where saying that thing isn't necessarily off. But you yeah. as the audience member know that it's a weird thing to say. Uh, that's so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fucking nail on the head there. Yeah, it's 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 a oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I remember. I was going to say, <laughs> I think. It's funny because you say, like, obviously, Take Away TV isn't like all of New Zealand, but this film is the number one grossing New Zealand film ever. Really? So, like, he has, yes, yes. Wait, I, does Lord it, of the Rings count as a New Zealand film? No, no, it literally specifically references why it why it's not because. Uh, okay. Let me find the let me find the. Oh, in the chat beats. while you're finding it, dash four nine four four two says probably why Taskmaster did so well. Yes, another episode we did, and Taskmaster oh, it took did. off yeah, yeah, yeah. in New Zealand, I think, because of the deadpan humor thing. You're right. So it's it beat it beat what becomes of the broken hearted 1999 film mm -hmm. by grossing 12 million new zealand monies and it's the highest grossing new zealand film and then there's an asterisk and it says while the films of the lord of the rings and the hobbit trilogies had higher grossing they did not meet the definition of a new zealand film per the new zealand film commission act of 1970 oh interesting probably because they came 
it, it was American financed or something. It's probably mm-hmm. I, it is where my love for Lord financed. of the Rings and and also New Zealand is growing ex- every year because the my girlfriend uh, Darren shout out also shout out. contributor <laughs> to the Patreon. You all should be. <laughs> she watches Lord of the Rings every year, and so now we watch Lord of the Rings every year, and I like it more and more. Now I'm like it's it was a movie that I did like, but I I had like personal history that I was like I don't want to get into it. It yeah. was the fandom kind of seemed scary, but now I'm like in it. Oh, that's actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. Nikki watches it every year with Brian. That's really sweet. Are you hold on? Do you watch the extended cuts? Are you like, oh, there yet? yeah, you... we do. Oh, fuck, oh, you you're a fucking... we watch the extended and we ha- we have to do it all in a weekend. That's too. wild. I've never so, done that. I, I don't think long. I've ever actually watched the extended versions. I will say this about the extended versions. There's not a minute that feels like it shouldn't be there, which is but pretty is hard to long. do. But it is long. It is long. But it's, it's like, like four, every four scene, you're like, yes, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, that yeah. makes sense. Whereas some yeah. people like to just add fluff when they make extended editions. Yeah, no, no. His he when Peter Jackson made those extended editions, like, no, no, no these are the definitive editions. I'm <laughs> yes. just gonna cut a different cut to satisfy my my fucking producer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these are the definite. These are the ones. This mm-hmm. is the token master shit here. So here we are in this film, highest grossing New Zealand movie. Uh, yes. Very funny. And then fuck it, Auntie dies. <laughs> uh, it was so heartbreaking. Oh like you, 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 you see Sam Neil crying over her body, and I just ah, uh, man, that hurt from that hurt from a Ricky lot. from Ricky's point of view. Mm-hmm. Like the, it was filmed really well. Like it was yes. where the dry the clothes were drying, and it wasn't like all up in Sam Neil's face mm-hmm. as he was sobbing. It was away from Ricky's point of view, and the look on his face, fucking this kid's nailing it. He's almost like confused, like he doesn't know because there's so many emotions, right? Like, do I stay here? What's happening? Yeah, that's the only person that loved me. Like, oh he doesn't cry God, over yes. it because like he doesn't know how to process. it. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. It's oh. so stressful. It's and, and you're right because he just sees them. He's like, that was not only someone who loved me, but also an opportunity to like have a happy life. And, yeah. Oh, and yeah. with the end of that, it's all... yeah, it's all tied together. And with the end of that, it means he's going to go to juvie unless yeah. Sam Neill decides to keep him. Well, I do love how Ricky comes in and he's like, oh, man, well, I guess it's you and me, but <laughs> doctor. And then uh, as he's grieving, he gives him the notice and makes him read it out loud that he has to go back. And it's like <laughs> I do. This is a joke. And I did really I find it funny. He's like, I guess we're going to have to find you a, a, a new wife. Yeah, Uncle. yeah. I yeah. hear I hear they have women on the Internet. And then he just looks at him. He's like, too soon. <laughs> very funny. It was, it was a good funny. joke. But it's also like it, it, it was true. Like at the time, he you find out Sam Neill can't read. He has Ricky Baker read the note for him. And that's when he finds out that because the wife died, he's not able. He's not allowed by the government to raise this kid. <laughs> because he was convicted of manslaughter. <laughs> You find out because later. he was convicted of manslaughter honestly uh, at this the, point i thought it was just because he was a man i was like that's fucked up so he did i but i was like i buy it i buy yeah, it yeah, yeah. it totally sounds right but later because you're like oh the murder oh. thing you murdered a man so then ricky does the only thing he can do he runs away he runs away and he burns down the shit oh my god he burns <laughs> that was so funny he, 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 made, he made a fucking ferris bueller fucking in his bedroom love it pretending played as a face uh-huh. and he left a note 
saying, I am dead in this fire. Yep. And then he <laughs> runs away. And then he what happens? He's he's out there for a he minute. Gets, he's, he's out there, out there for, for a minute a, by himself. A couple days and then he gets lost almost immediately. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He even says to himself, like, fuck this. I'm going back. <laughs> and, then, and then he gets lost. And then Sam Neill shows up and he's like, what you doing, kid? And he's like, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And then while Sam Neill is gone, you have the 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 cops and the foster person come and discover the fire and realize that neither one of them's there because Sam Neill has a deadline and he ends up breaking or hurting his ankle in the woods so he can't come back immediately. Yeah, so they spent a couple of weeks in the woods. They're helping taking care of each other and bonding, right? And, and yes. And Ricky is learning about knack, as knack? Sam Neill calls it. Knack. It's the knack. Uh, how, yeah, how, yeah, how do you yeah, know knack, 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 it's, knack. It's like I got a knack. I got a knack for it. So yeah, I got a knack for it. Man, and and just, go ahead. I just love this movie. It's just like so good. It's so well written. It's just the pacing is incredible. The shot composition. I mean, sometimes you watch a movie and it's not about anything special. There's no like this isn't Thor. This isn't Lord of the Rings. This isn't a big production where you're like, wow, look at those impressive shots. Obviously, the person's talented and they had a lot of money at their disposal. This is just like a guy <laughs> making a movie with a team of, of two very talented people as well. The The budget was two point five million. That's not that's nothing. nothing. That's, that's kind of that nothing. nothing. In, in fucking movie world, that's yeah, like yeah. almost nothing. But to do that, to have that ability to, to make such a like impressive movie, yeah. is crazy. And 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 shot after shot, I was just like, "Fuck, man, this is so good." And it does that thing where most movies, as they're doing it, you know it's doing it. But this movie, I couldn't tell it was happening until later. I was like, "Oh fuck, this movie's doing that thing where basically they just stay in the woods for the rest of the film, getting into more hijinks." But every like hijinks has to do with like a lesson and teaching Ricky mm -hmm. something and, te yeah. and but also teaching Uncle Heck something. Yes. And like that back and forth of them, like learning about each other. And yes. I'm like, and then I only get that until the end. And I'm like, they're changing each other. It's very it's so typical of, of, of the kind of story that we've gotten many times. Now it's usually old man and young girl, you know, The Last of Us or any other of the last of us type things old man logan like all that shit that we've gotten yeah where it's like older man young girl going on adventure at first they hate each other but by the end they're family up. and up yes it's that thing and so yeah. but it's done before that thing was really trendy well up came out in 2009 when did the last of us come out in 2015 maybe you're right maybe it was around the time that it was trendy <laughs> but you know what i mean it wasn't new 2013 but, but it was cool i guess you're right whatever i understand what you're shut saying. up here's the what, thing what was the book written <laughs> <sighs> don't like, look it up don't like, look it up don't look it up. okay okay <laughs> here's the thing you're not you might be wrong but you're but the reason why you're not wrong is because this movie is making it feel like it's brand new and that's exactly. what a good movie does this yes. movie is not reinventing the wheel this movie is doing something we've seen millions of times. This movie is set in a place we've seen millions of times. This movie is there's nothing special about this movie. And yet this movie is super special. Wow, right? Nick, it sounds like you love this movie. Why do you? Yeah, sure. I was just going to say that other people love Taika Waititi's work, too. OK. And we'll find out about them in our game today. Oh, oh the, the yeah. <laughs> now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. This. Oh, he got a Grammy because he voiced. Who did he voice? Oh no! Wait, 
Oh, his grandma was compilation soundtrack for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, he, he got okay. an Emmy for voicing James and the Giant Peach. Oh, love that movie. Oh, okay. okay. Well, no, the 2020, like a like a remake, oh. a charity, a charity reading of it. Marcus, what are we doing here? Nick, we are going to we're playing Taika Takes. Guess which work these reviews of Taika Waititi's belong to. OK, OK, uh, hold on. Before you get to that, I do want to point out our girlfriends are making plans for us in the uh -huh. chat. And now have said that they're going to do the podcast after they watch the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 100%. Let's do it. I would I would watch that. That's we'll, down, down. we'll run it for them. You can do we'll a challenge. Have a bonus Lord of the Rings episode. Yeah. Okay. Nick, first Tyke, one. There's a prize for Tyke this. Tyka takes. There's the a prize? prize? Yeah, I just that decided you can there's also a prize win? for this. Oh, you just decided. Oh, okay. There's a prize for you, and I will, I will, I have already taken my prize. Our friendship? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this review is a 10 out of 10. It says, I uh -huh. don't find it offensive like some people do, and I'm native. This is hilarious, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. I get all the jokes, and it has me rolling. I can't wait to watch another episode. Episode. I'm guessing Reservation Dogs. Oh, I'm guessing Fire of the Concords. Oh, but he only wrote like two episodes. I'm native. Oh. Did did a specific thing. I feel like it has to do Moana. something. <laughs> I'm going to say Reservation Dogs. What's Reservation Dogs about? It's about native people. Oh, it's for indigenous teenagers right? in rural Oklahoma. Okay. As they spend their days committing crime and, and fighting it. Oh, I mean, no, fighting I mean, it. That, that was a good. That was a, that was good. The series <laughs> follows the lives of four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma as they spend their days committing crime and fighting it. Okay. I mean, it's dope. It. I like <laughs> it. Sounds fucking dope. Okay. I'm going to watch the trailer later. What do you think? I, I, think? That's I, that's a good. I'll go with you. Are we doing this okay. together? Yeah, we'll do it together. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay, let's see what this is. Reservation Dogs. We nice. Right. Baby. Marcus, play the trailer. Let's watch it. <laughs> we can't. We'll okay, be kicked fine. off. You're right. We will. Okay. This has no rating. Oh. <laughs> the, they say that more than 120 hours of footage was shot. Most of which were improvisation from the leads. And improv sometimes works. But it usually works when best when actors are working from a strong script and when the story has at least some structure. I wish they focused a little more on making the joke stronger rather than what we got. Oh, that's totally what we do in the shadows, right? Oh, you think so? Well, I, I, I love that film, but that film does feel like really funny people in a room figuring it out that's why i love it you're right but that's that's uh, what it feels like you're right you're right yeah. you're right that sounds right yeah because um, that's how i feel about it too i guess it's like but not not in this negative way that this person seems no. to be saying but i do no. feel like there was this the script could have been stronger in that film yeah i think they did that on purpose though i think they wanted yes. it to feel like more real in that way yeah it, and it did. almost 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 pedestrian because they're fucking vampires yes. like that was the joke yeah. right yeah, yeah they yeah, were yeah. talking about regular people regular problems as vampires and it was that taika waititi thing of like deadpan we're gonna yeah. present the world as is yeah and, and joe no and jermaine and jermaine co-wrote it for them co oh, okay. with them. you know okay. that's his that's, thing too right like fly the conquerors he's the deadpan guy yes that's true what we do in the shadows nice you're right good job Love that movie okay next Love one. that movie have you watched the tv series i have and i didn't like it i watched one episode and i didn't watch more yeah it wasn't I, like bad i watched several episodes but i kept like finding myself i was 
finding that I had to force myself to watch it. I just think that first episode was too much like the movie. So I was like, I've seen this already. But I hear by the second season, it like really makes its own, makes it its own Uh, thing. It's really amazing. Okay. That's what I hear. Maybe. Two out of 10. Ooh, that's low. People involved in this film are doomed. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Wait, is that it? That's it. Oh, shit. People in this film. What's the most? Did he make a horror movie or anything? (sighs) No, but that sounds like some fucking fucking stick up his ass person about a Marvel film. It sounds like fucking Thor. What? Sounds like, oh, these people aren't get these people. Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, God. OK, I'm trying to think you of all his work. Are Jojo these things Rabbit, just blah, blah, blah. directed? Jojo just Rabbit acting? review would have well, been hold on. like, is this also acting? Because maybe it's Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, shit. No, but you think, oh, maybe it is Green Lantern. Fuck. But you think he would have been like, I think Green Lantern was a definitively bad movie. It was yeah. like, this is a bad movie. And I think people would have said more about it. Maybe, maybe. I feel like I what? like your stick in the butt i just get attached to the first thing you said (laughs) oh (laughs) well it seems like it seems like a superhero comment right yeah yeah, yeah. like this seems like something people say for superhero stuff okay so i I, I think thor is a okay guess i think thor is a good guess because green lantern's also good too but uh, let's go with thor let's Let's trust her because like eagle versus shark is like too indie they wouldn't say that jojo rabbit the subject matter is like so specific like why wouldn't you mention that like yeah yeah you're talking about nazis or something you think you're talking about the kids' careers being doomed? That just yeah. seems like rude. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. not in a trolley way. That's just like, why would you say that? Okay, let's look. I guess Thor. Okay, hold on. Oh, oh, Thor! Oh. Nice. Thor yes. Ragnarok. Yes, yes, yes. If Thor and Odin actually exist, this would be the ultimate test. The character assassination and the subversion of both mythology and the comic books is off the scale. Who the fuck wrote that? A historian? Like, who the fuck cares? Shut the fuck up. Okay, next question. I I actually argued with somebody at a party recently. They are like, yeah, I hated Thor Ragnarok. It's like the worst Marvel film. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Their problem with it was like, they they don't come to Marvel for comedy. And that was a straight up comedy. Oh my God, shut the fuck. Go watch DC, bitch. (laughs) Okay, that was too aggressive. No, I felt the same. I'm sorry. I felt the same. Shut up. <laughs> Eight out of ten. If you think this is offensive, you need to look up satire in the dictionary. This might be about Jojo oh, Rabbit. That's 100 percent Jojo Rabbit. This is fantastic political satire. We need to be able to use satire in the correct way, and YTD did just that. If you think this movie is offensive, here is satire's definition. Satire one. A literary work holding up human vices and follies to ridicule or scorn. Follies. Two, trenchant (laughs) wit, irony or sarcasm used to expose and discredit vice or folly. It's definitely. I feel like I've read this review. I feel like it's Jojo Rabbit. It's got to be Jojo's Rabbit. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's look. It's his most political film. Jojo Rabbit. We're killing nice. it, man. We're fucking killing it. We're killing it. Killing oh, it. we speaking are Tyke Stans. Speaking of prizes, I don't want to get too confident, but it looks like I feel like we're gonna get a we're, you're gonna get a prize this one. Did you okay. get your last prize? It said it was delivered. Oh yeah, baby. I took a oh, picture man. on my phone to send it to you, and I didn't take the picture. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Marcus, get your money back. They didn't rewind. Oh the fuck. fuck. Bullshit. Useless. That's bullshit. Useless. Ooh, it's got like a blue. That's kind of like nice. Disney thing. That's, honestly, now now that you gave me this, I was just telling Lexi, like now one of my goals 
And it's not a thing that I'm going to actively do. It's going to be the thing when I go into thrift shops and stuff yeah, yeah. is to slowly pick up the VHSs for all our challenges. Oh, that would be cool. And have like a small shelf in my office with just the VHSs of oh, our challenges. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my that's my short term goal. Because you already got me Die Hard and no, The you Shining. Didn't Die Hard. You got me The Shining. Yeah. 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 yeah and uh, Runaway Bride. Yeah. Yeah. So you already got me three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep being your prizes, VHSs. Actually, yeah. Now this sounds like I don't have to do this. It sounds like you have to do this. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Marcus, decorate my house. I will decorate your house. The Thank standard so of humor or writing is very low. <laughs> Where is Mel Brooks when you need him? This movie oh tries God. too hard cramming slapstick or unfunny jokes. The result is there are some funny moments, but there are few and far between. The bad jokes spoil the effect of the funny few funny ones when things turn serious and dramatic with the bombing. It's more interesting, but just too little too late. The spoof just does not work here. The bombing. I don't know. But first, I want to say, I want to ask you, do you like Mel Brooks? Um, I think the humor is kind of outdated for me. Yeah. Uh, I liked Men in Tights. Is that Mel Brooks? Oh, you know what? I also love Men in Tights. Yes. But I had a lot of friends who were Mine very like when I went to high school and started meeting white people, there were a lot of people into Mel Brooks and I just wasn't into all the movies that they liked. I think, you know what, now that I said that I do like Mel Brooks, but I don't hold him in a regard like a, a lot of film student types do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think like I think Spaceballs is fun. I think, you know, I think I I, I love Robin Hood Men Tights. Honestly, I think that's one of those films that's like. That might be a perfect film. That might be like a perfect comedy. Like that's mm -hmm. like like that is amazing. But I don't really like Young Frankenstein. I have no interest to see Blazing Saddles. I don't. You know. I've seen Blazing Saddles. It's just like I, dated, right? I it's dated. I could see people really liking it. I I've known a lot of people who it was their favorite movie. Oh wait, did he do the producers? Oh maybe I didn't like the producers. The, Nick, before we go on I this just, tangent, I I, I, ju I just searched for movie producers are on we his talking IMDb about? That's it's too all over the place. What movie are we talking about? Oh, he hasn't done that many directing films. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you. What movie <laughs> are we talking about, Nick? Three out of ten. They mention Mel Brooks, unfunny slapstick humor bomb Lots and and dramatic with the bombing when things turn serious and dramatic the is there a bombing in one of his movies thor is there a bombing no jojo rabbit i'm assuming maybe uh, would, would would there be one twice there 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 are bombs do it's war they're in world war yeah, ii yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the nazis but there's not like a Green singular Lantern? bomb is there a bomb i don't think so uh, okay what we do in the shadows i don't remember a no bomb. there's no bomb hump for the world of pe people there wasn't a bomb oh was there a bomb in eagle versus shark <laughs> or boy i haven't seen either one of those maybe do you boy, think there was a okay. bomb oh is there i don't know you want to guess boy that's the only one we know nothing about <sighs> that is true and i feel like she hasn't doubled up on any yet right no i think boy's a good guess let's do boy oh i did not mean to leave that line in okay fair enough Fair oh enough. well, it didn't help us at all. Slapstick, so. <laughs> slapstick. So I guess we could go. With oh, boy. is boy is that funny? No, I is don't think comedy? so. It's, it feels dramatic. Yeah, it feels dramatic. Maybe Jojo Rabbit again. Again? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. That's you, it's the only one with bombing. That's the <sighs> one. I'm yeah, let's for. do Jojo. Let's oh, do Jojo. Jojo Rabbit or Boy. You pick. I think Jojo Rabbit's the way to go because that is like Mel Brooks. Because it's satire. It, uh, that is a Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks did like Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks did do. That's what. It, that is what Mel Brooks did. He took real things and satired it. Right. Uh huh. Like that's like that's his thing. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go to the next one. Okay. Jojo Rabbit. Wait. 
Yeah? Oh, nice. But we it, did it. Honestly, the bombing helped us out a lot. I would have said the boy or some shit. Or eagle versus shark. Okay. 8 out of 10. My only quip is it feels know. like it's been done before. Oh. The wallpaper and tapestries remind instantly of that legendary Garden State scene where there's, I think this is Eagle versus Shark. There's animation of, of Mitchell Gondry arts and crafts vein, a little blonde girl who very much resembles a certain little Miss Sunshine, a leading man does his best Napoleon Dynamite, and a leading lady playing a doting, kind-hearted, quiet woman a la Miranda Ju July in Me and You, etc. Yes, they are all here, including a soundtrack of obligatory indie pop. I would guess the same thing because it has a female and a male lead and boy has a boy lead okay fair <laughs> enough uh, you try you, you're okay with going on yeah okay let's see eagle versus shark we're killing nice. this game should Guys, i see this movie let us know how you're doing at home i'm gonna Darren, have you seen this movie point. is it worth watching i don't think she has seen it i'm gonna rewatch mm. it and i'll let okay. you know okay three out of ten i guess for Ooh. preteens this movie, in the utmost simplicity, is a film that does not contain a story or an entertaining message. It is just a work that relied on sequelitis as a primary and official source in order to gain money and build fan base, in addition oh. to the prequels, which is, for me, something that increased my hatred for this movie. I lost my time and money. So for a second, sequel, I thought I was going to guess Mandalorian. But then you said a movie. It said sequel. Um, it's got to be Thor, right? I said this movie. It has to be Thor because that's the only sequel. I one. think so. Okay, Thor. It is Thor Ragnarok. Nice. nice. These have good good uh, clues. Whatever fucking neck beards and shit. Yeah. You know what Lexi watched the other day? She watched a whole fucking documentary about QAnon. Oh, yeah. And my, it made me fucking listen QAnon to it, is basically crazy. The, the whole fucking thing and listen to yeah. it. But the craziest thing was she was like, do you know where 4chan came from? I was like, yeah, a bunch of incels and neckbeard. She's like, I had no idea. <laughs> That's so funny. Regular people yeah, regular don't people know the like, power of 4chan. Oh, the thing on the internet, it's wild. And I'm like, okay, Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 10 on 10. If you love what we do in the shadows and then... Then this show is for you. Laugh out loud comedy from start to finish. I'm assuming what we do in the shadows, the TV show. I, I, I think what we do in the shadows, the TV show. Hold on, though. You think this is a bait and switch? No, I think this is what we do in the shadows, the TV show. I it's trust... not like one of these random things like fucking the in-betweeners or somewhere. You know what? Show. I'll say this. I trust Darren with my heart. And if she doesn't do that, if she if she has wronged us in this question, then my heart will be broken. I want okay. her to know that live. Great. Then we will say what we do in the shadows. Oh, it's not. It was a baited switch. My heart it is broken. <laughs> oh, no. Darren, oh, you fucked no. up. Oh. God. Oh, Marcus, oh. how does it feel to now be scorned by your love? Wow. wow. I didn't know that my love could hurt me so hard. <laughs> but that's what, you know what? That's what being in love is sometimes. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's Wellington Paranormal. What the fuck is that? I don't Wellington know. Wellington Paranormal. The, the poster is Three Cops. Well. A New Zealand mockumentary comedy horror television series. The series. Oh, what? The series is a spinoff of the 2014 What We Do in the Shadows and first television series in the franchise. Oh. 
What? Weird. I've never even heard of this. Is this British? It's a TV show following the cops from the movie version of what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. And it, but it's, it's a New Zealand show. Oh, that's fun. Okay. I check it out. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Beautiful, funny at times, never maudlin, coming of age for the children and adults in the film. The film captures a time and place in history and culture. It is slow, and yet the story develops and covers a lot of ground. What I especially loved is that the camera doesn't jump around like Hollywood movies, changing every five seconds. It stays with the character. Boy or hunt for the wilder people. Wilder people. Oh. I was going to say Jojo Rabbit. What? Hold on. Oh. See it, read it again. Beautiful. Funny Beautiful. at times. Never maudlin. Coming of age stories for children and adults. Oh, coming of age. Yeah, yeah. Hunting for, hunt for the world of people, I think. Is the good. boy. The film captures a time and place in the story and culture. It is slow. And yet the story develops and covers a lot of ground. What I especially love is that the camera doesn't jump around like in Hollywood movies changing every five seconds. It stays with the character. I'm going to say the boy. culture. The culture is what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you might be right. The culture thing is what's yeah making me think not hunt because yes. hunt is just about the bush. Yeah. They, they don't mention New Zealand at all. Okay, okay. Boy. Let's say boy. It was boy. Yes. Okay. What, what is boy? Last boy one. is boy is a comedy drama. Give me a summary of it. I guess I'll just read the whole synopsis. So in 1984, <laughs> no. Alamai, known as boys, an 11 year old living in Wahaya Bay in the Giz Gisborne region on a small farm with his grandmother. He looks indigenous. So I think I feel like it's growing up, you know. Oh, cool. Something like that. That's my guess. But yeah. OK, great. Awesome. Three out of ten. I saw this movie last night in Hockey Hockey Tika. There was oh. a queue outside which caused comment enough amongst the locals as this never happens the cinema was packed with an amazing demographic of people for example on one side of me were toddlers with their mums on the other a lone hunter type and behind me a group of retired farmer ladies i think this speaks volumes on the draw of this film Totally hunt for the wilder totally people. Totally hunt right? for the wilder people. Yep. That's totally yep, yep, what yep. I'm thinking. Darren, yep. hold on. Darren, if this isn't if you did not end on Hunt for the Wilder People and you just bait and switch us, you have not only scorned Marcus, you have hurt my heart. Yeah. Which is so, more important, Darren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's Equal like... weight in your life. <laughs> it's hunt for the wilder people. Nice. Nick. Wow, we got won. everything but one. Yeah. We won. I won. We all won. We all won together. But the fans won. Nick, oh, you want to know your prize? Yes. Your prize is this on screen right here. A sticker. A now try this sticker will be what? nailed to your home. Now try this. That's Beautiful. so cool. <laughs> For you to put on your notebook, on your water oh, bottle, whatever you want. Oh my God. I Here's the thing. I hate putting stickers on things, on phones, uh -huh. on water bottles. I'm going to put that sticker fucking everywhere. Yeah, That's so fucking cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you, nice. Marcus. Oh, you're nice. so sweet. They're oh not available God. for sale. Yet. Yet maybe if our patrons want, we could give them uh, as a gift to our patrons for being so lovely and wonderful. Why don't we do like a why don't we do like a goal? Why don't we do if we can get to a sliding goal of like 30 patrons, we'll send everybody a sticker. There you go. That's perfect. If we get to right? 30 patrons, we will send everyone a sticker. So guys, talk to your moms, your cousins, your roommates, your best friends. Get them on the now try this cast we, bandwagon. We see the numbers. We know you're listening. 
Help us out. Yeah, you join for a dollar a month. A dollar a month. That's all you got to do. And you'll yep. get that sweet ass sticker as soon as we hit 30. The first Hell 30 yeah. will get it. And who knows? It. If you guys keep on that road, we will keep doing more stuff. That's the point of the Patreon. <laughs> if you guys get us to certain numbers, we can have the more of the time and the resources to do even more for you guys. And that's 100%. the whole. That's what we want to do. If, if, it, if the Patreon were to grow, we could get, I mean, we need new computers. We need like new equipment. <laughs> and we eventually we would love to be able Dare to pay I someone. Say live shows someday. wow we would love to be able to pay someone to edit and to do stuff yeah, yeah i was making sure that my bottle was not in camera so that way you wouldn't see the sticker <laughs> oh. that's funny because i couldn't even see the sticker because i think you forgot that i'm looking at camera too so oh, i had to look yeah, at the stream yeah, yeah. sorry about that here you go it's okay i saw here, it on the stream wait, wait, it's fucking beautiful uh, yes uh, that's so nice that's so nice thank you so much guys marcus is fancy over here and he has two cameras one for me one for you (laughs) i do have two cameras one's my cell phone (laughs) and one's an old (laughs) webcam i had it's not that high tech Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. back to the movie let's talk about the rest of the movie well i don't have a lot of details because a lot of the movie the rest of the movie is 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 hijinks right i don't i don't want to get into like specifics of what each hijink is but there's like small like but we can talk about any moments you want to talk about Oh, oh my god <laughs> shout out to to cruise 2335 he said 20 dollars and said send me a sticker now yes send okay. me your address and i will die in the chat please you don't have his address <laughs> uh and i wow. will call mail yourself you out, out a sticker gosh shout out to you one I time mean, joseph hey. our third best friend who is not pretty enough for the camera <laughs> he did hey he didn't know i was gonna mail him one anyway he was asking for it in the chat i was just gonna mail him one but now he paid 20 dollars oh. for it so <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the donation. Jokes on you, Cruz. <laughs> uh, now we're rich thanks to you. Well, you know what? Thank with that, so we can with that money we can order more stickers for everybody else if we reach our goal on Patreon of thirty patrons. Yep, get us there, guys. Okay, so back to the movie. Like you said, we covered a lot of the specifics. We talked about Taika Waititi's style. We talked about the the essence of the film, but plot wise. What basically happens is <laughs> he's asking for no refunds. refunds. No, no refunds. No refunds. No uh, refunds. Basically, what happens is uh, they 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 get together in the in the jungle. They have the ashes of Auntie, and they decide to not. I go do like back the little. Pl- I like that little plot point. I, I love imagining yeah. fucking Ricky walking around with his Auntie's ashes yes. throughout this whole goddamn it's film. So beautiful. But yep. it basically builds up because he hurt his ankle. They can't go back. They're labeled as criminals. They end up like mm-hmm. not wanting to be caught and return to jail. They both talk about it. You find out that Sam Neill was arrested for manslaughter. He doesn't want to go to back to prison. Uh, Ricky Baker was. Oh boy, can't read. Can't read. Ricky Baker wow. is uh, threatened by the uh, foster person that like mm-hmm. you're going to go back to. You know, I'm not going to be put in the foster system again. You're going to have to go to juvie. Yep. So they both decide, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck society. <laughs> fuck everything. We're going to live in the fucking wild. And they do. And that's why I thought it was wilder people because they were living in the wild. But it's called wilder people. Because they're wildebeest people. Wildebeest. They're wildebeest. Yeah. Sometimes when movies take the title and get it there and the thing, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's the title of the film. But this time I was like, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I appreciated yeah. it. <laughs> I think some of the reasons why this movie is so fun, right? Because it's it's so simple. It's so it's it's quaint and quiet. But then there's just moments of like a little bit of mayhem. Like one moment that I loved was when they went to the cabin and the first time and they met those random like young 
people hunters young hoodlums i don't know yeah i guess they're hunters i call them hoodlums (laughs) (laughs) but there's just like this tense exchange and then they like run run away for their lives and it's just like cute because for whatever reason i think one of the things about this film is uncle hack is such a unique gruffy old guy but because he is also an outcast of society yeah you have both of these outcasts of society and they almost are responding to these societal norms the same way because they're mm-hmm. both outcasts they're going yeah. about it in a different way but they're com- coming to the same conclusion like fuck these guys let's fucking punch them and run the fuck away it's like yeah. like that's like like i literally see like old guy running and like little young guy like running like it's like it almost feels like an anime thing where it's like yes two people are exactly the same but completely different right 100 yeah that's a great way of putting it i think there, there are obvious cultural differences between these two characters. Yeah. And the age gap is contributing towards that as well. And and yet they are very similar in that they both outcasted societies and they bond over that. Yeah. And the whole movie yeah, is them I, bonding, getting closer. And it's it's so beautiful to watch. And he's still curmudgeon. Curmudgeonly? Curmudgeonly. He's curmudgeonly. Lee. Is that a word? Curmudgeonly? The curmudgeonly would be if you're describing the action. Right, he is curmudgeonly jumping. He's right, but if he is just, if he, I don't. You know what, Nick? I get what you're saying, and and everyone listening also gets what you're saying. Oh, sometimes I think I'm really smart, and then sometimes I I'm acutely aware. You know what, Lexi and I have been doing every day. You haven't asked me what I've been new. I've been doing. Lexi and I every day have been doing a crossword puzzle together. It's been very nice. Wow. Yeah, and she doesn't know this, but I'm going to call her after this call and we're going to do a crossword together wow spoilers for your relationship I know, spoilers but <laughs> spoilers for our relationship <laughs> but but yeah i i that dynamic is like what makes this film because he the, the kid is just again and again and again talking to him this wonderful way of trying to relate right mm-hmm. he's like trying to yeah. relate to him and it's working yeah whereas this kid who's like talking about being a gangster and has a dog mm-hmm. called tupac and fucking this old guy is fucking living in the woods because he can't read and he is convicted of manslaughter yes yeah yeah and also but, honestly like the kids talk about being gangster this whole time and then he ends up being pretty gangster he shot he does a, the fucking boar that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. I mean, so the basic that was a very hard part to watch in the movie. It was I feel like in a lot of these movies so. you, where it's about characters bonding. There's always a moment where the bond is tested and they have to grow apart so that way they can, you know, eventually come back together in the end stronger for it. Yes. So the the boar comes. I don't think the boar is necessarily the moment, but the boar comes and ends up killing one of the dogs um, and Sad. Sam Neill gets hurt trying to fight the boar. And then in the last second, the boar is charging Sam Neill and Ricky Baker jumps in front of him with the gun and shoots the boar and saves him. Uh, but not before Zag gets fatally Zag. wounded. Yes, Zag is fatally wounded. That's yeah. such a sad moment, man. I can't deal with dogs sad. dying in movies. Nobody can. That's how you get them every time. I hate it. I hate it. There was that Everybody, movie called every... The Dog's Life real quick. We movie called The Dog's Life, which is about a dog that kept dying over and over again and then reincarnated. I was like, fuck this movie. What? Why? What are you trying to do? Be the saddest movie that has ever existed? Fuck you. Yeah. They saw Marley in me and said, we can do better. What if we <laughs> killed the dog every five minutes in this movie? Did you see that film? No, fuck that. I'm not going to watch okay. that movie. 
It seems never too sad. Sequel. There was a sequel. Fuck that movie too. Yeah. Then there was also that movie where fucking the guy from fucking Heroes was like in a dog with with a dog racing in a car. I don't know what the fuck that was. I Maybe I'd watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are some other moments that you enjoyed throughout this? Film? Man, this movie is f- so full of good moments. I think Taika Waititi is great at creating memorable moments and then weaving those moments together i know none of the movie feels feels boring none of the movie feels like uninteresting in any way but i watch so many fucking movies you know every week i'm watching movies and I, I can't remember shit that happens i cannot yeah, tell you a single thing that happens in so many movies because the, the moments don't feel special. And Taika Waititi is so great at creating moments. And, yeah. and this film is full of them. Yeah, and they're, and they're small, right? They're, they're small. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just the bonding things. They're these little, like the little moments where fucking like, fucking Ricky is listening to his Walkman as he's dancing, yeah. as as uh, Sam Neill is laying there with his leg hurt. He's like, you want to listen? And it's just like, this is just like, yes, that's exactly what a kid would say. That's how a kid would act. He's in yeah. his own world. That's exactly right. I know this is an extreme version of reality reality that he's capturing but it feels it feels like real life you know and i feel like so many times uh in movies real life is such a difficult thing to portray Mm -hmm. and it's a balance of sadness and comedy that i feel like taika waititi captures effortlessly in this film agreed he found it's funny he found julian dennison on a commercial that he worked on with him and that was how they met and then he went on to do, uh, I remember, do you remember him in Deadpool 2? Yes, 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 kid? yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that film isn't that greatly written. So I don't think Julian shined as much as he did in this film, but he was yes. a good part of that film. Yeah. Though, it, it to be fair. It seem like they were like, go do that thing you did in Hunt for the Wilder People. A thousand percent. I wish yeah. I had seen this first because that's that's what that movie was doing. Deadpool yes. is Sam Neill in that movie. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Like, that's the point of the film, mm-hmm. which is wild. Uh, yeah. But he was in Godzilla versus Kong, too, it says. Yes, he was. How was he in that? I didn't see that film. He was, you know, good. The movie was whatever in the first place, right? Yes. Well, you know what? I was I was listening to an interview recently with a horror movie cre- creator. What's a, what's a horror movie create? Oh, okay. Creator. Sorry. I was trying to think if he was a writer or a creator. But he, he, like, was, he, worked, me. he worked on a horror movie. And so he does like special effects and stuff like that. And he was talking about movies now and how people complain about movies all the time and like he was just like i sat in a theater and i watched king kong versus godzilla and i had a good time and he was like but and i was like but i understand the flaws of the movie and i spent a lot of time thinking about what was wrong with the movie but i i can't forget all of the kids in the theater screaming at the top of their lungs at how this is the best movie they've ever seen and how awesome this movie is and he was like, that same feeling that I felt when I saw my first Godzilla movie is the same feeling that they're feeling now. Mm. So, you know, what? it was a bad movie, it, but it had fun moments. I enjoyed a lot of it. And I could see it being the reason kids love Godzilla or something like that. And I will tell you that I teach kids and a half a dozen kids mentioned that movie when it came out and how excited they were about Godzilla and Kong. Like one of the times they literally made me tell change the story I was telling for the chest that day to include King Kong. So 
<laughs> so you're you are 100 percent right hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally but yeah no this movie is is wonderful it's great is there are there any moments you want to talk about no 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 i think we hit we hit all the ones that i, I wanted to talk about particularly yeah i mean there's a great takeaway td scene where he, he always puts himself in his stuff and he oh, is yes, yes, like yes. The, the priest or the pastor in the funeral service for auntie and it's a very, very funny scene. There's clips of it on YouTube. I highly recommend watching it. Or watch the whole film. Actually, I highly recommend watching the whole film. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Mm-hmm. But it's a solid, solid movie. He's an incredible creator. And I know that this was earlier in his career. Now, now it's interesting watching a movie that he made knowing how talented he is. Right? Like, I feel like if we watched this when it came out and we were reviewing it, we'd be like, wow, I can't wait to see what else he'd do, especially with the large budget. And now yeah. we have. And he did it. And now we have that knowledge of what he would do and his talent is proven like he yeah. is incredibly talented as he a revitalized a whole quarter of the mcu he fucking did it he made a good marvel movie that didn't feel like a fucking garbage and not only not only that because because the russo brothers made good avengers movies but after good avengers movies he made a good thor movie after two of one subpar and one shitty shitty movie he saved an entire marvel hero Mm -hmm. and made a whole pocket of characters and a whole universe that people are obsessed valkyrie korg these are great characters that will live in the marvel universe forever i read comic books and Thor sucked. Thor sucked ass in the comic books. If you like Thor, you're boring, and I'm sorry. Or you're old. That's also yes. a reason you could like Thor. Yeah, but he has some good storylines, but you're right. Taika Waititi, Thor, love it. Great. Yeah, also, agreed. new Thor that they're kind of like modeling after the Taika Waititi Thor in the comic books. I also loved it. Good. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Love is Love and Thunder is. I'm so 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 excited for that film. Mm-hmm. I have. I. I feel bad because I have very high expectations. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah, I feel super bad. Because, I feel bad because, too. Because I don't know if you can live up to it. What we do in the shadow, and then seeing Thor, and then now seeing this, and then seeing Jojo Rabbit, I'm like, well, fuck Taika, you're you're bad, you're bad a hundred. Like you need to, you're where's your shit? The burden of genius is that everyone has such high expectations of you. You know what? You know what? I and I will say it'll it'll probably feel a lot like Guardians too, if we're being super honest mm. and honest. Guardians one was a revelation. It was so new, yeah. it was so fresh, it was so different. And then we got Guardians two, and it was like the same and we're like but that's not okay yeah 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 but honestly if it's the same as love as the first it's still gonna be great guardians of the two is not a bad movie guardians of the two is not a bad movie i enjoyed watching it yep a lot of people Uh, made it but i enjoyed it i don't hold it in reference like in reverence as i do that first Mm -hmm. one yeah you know that first one is a beautiful film yeah and i you know what i'm hoping that they don't take more hulk plots away from him because they took the world war hulk plot and they used it in the thor movie and that was it really worked it really worked worked. 100% worked but that's a whole movie that's a whole yeah, trilogy uh, yeah, yeah. of movies doing the planet hulk world war uh-huh. hulk stuff so that is a shame i agree bummer maybe we'll finally get a hulk movie someday i don't fucking know Fingers where's, hulk suppo- where's hulk supposed to be next nowhere Honestly, like, no one, not- i don't think anybody gives a shit i what people do oh except we i guess we care I, oh I, you know what the, she hulk he's supposed to have guessed in that yeah but that's okay. not the same this you know fair. what? You know what I want? I know they're not making Hulk movies for lots of reasons, but I think the right movie to do is to do. I remember reading a couple comics with Bruce Banner and he lost the Hulk. And basically, he was not a superhero. He was kind of enemy number one. I for read shield. That. Yeah. And he was that. fucking like he used his tech like like fucking Rick sanchez mm-hmm. like he was fucking yes, rick sanchez yes, yes, from rick yes, and yes, morty yes. and he Before all had this fucking cool yeah, yeah. shit so what if they did that plus 
Hulk got separated. So it's like Hulk versus Bruce Banner. But they're both enemies, but they both like like what something like that. Yeah, that's my pitch. That's my pitch. My pitch, I I would say you go two ways. You let Taika Waititi do a Hulk movie. And you'd be silly Mm -hmm. and funny, but also emotional and have good character growth. Or you go fucking Cronenberg, the fly, like you go body horror with the Hulk and like where he's just like burdened by this monster. And you go back to the origins of the Hulk, that Jekyll and Hyde kind of shit. You get that good, good, good horror Hulk. Those are my movie will do better, but those are both great ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see that. The pain of transfer of transfer forming oh love it yeah okay we talked about marvel for too long sorry about that that's okay it's a part it's a part of this it's a part of the conversation Taco that's true. is now a marvel star wars boy that's, a, marvel that's a part of it boy that's a part of it but yeah my phone uh I, we're, we're losing one viewer because my phone oh no it's so okay. hot in here okay but but, but that's Wrap about it, it anything else about hunt for the wilder people you'd like to i mean i was gonna say, say that this movie is just filled with incredible dialogue pacings cinematography heart gusto it's just you <laughs> fall in love with the characters me gusto you fall in love with the 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 everything about it you fall in love with new zealand i was like oh wow new zealand's beautiful let's go yeah. they reference lord of the rings in it it is great it's it fun 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 agreed agreed so marcus did you like hunt for the wilder people i did like it it was yeah. great it's hard because i feel like i i like to kind of you know go back and forth sometimes and talk about why we don't like something or be like oh you're actually wrong about this but it's so it's just a good movie where There's it feels like it. not a lot happens but it is a full yeah. ass movie it is perfect runtime like can we talk about how movies nowadays don't know when to fucking end and it's a fucking pain in the ass i don't you're you're wasting my time i don't give a shit don't pad the runtime of your movie i wanted to i had an hour and a half to see a movie and i was looking for movies to see and every single movie uh was over two hours and i was like why why it doesn't need to be two hours yeah you really have why is why is why is fucking snake eyes two hours and 20 minutes like what the fuck 100 (laughs) percent. this movie has 97 percent on rotten tomatoes so people agree with you yes awesome what's a great movie snake eyes or is, is snake this eyes a great movie or Will i don't know cruz <laughs> just said it, the great movie so what are you talking about but snake eyes or this <laughs> okay nick did you like the movie i loved it i agree with the 97 percent. i think i think this movie is i think it's one of those movies that's like perfect yeah i think another movie that i i think is perfect in because it accomplishes everything it wants to accomplish it's like captain fantastic yes that movie that i gave you. oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar in um like the things it was trying to accomplish right and like vibe mm-hmm. like in like slice of life like an extreme version of the world that we live in right yeah yeah i, I love movies like this a, a 10 out of 10 yeah i think this movie is is really really good i would watch it again i i feel like i i know that's not one of the questions here but like i don't watch movies again often and i would i after watching this i was like ah oh, fuck i kind of watch it watch it again soon i would love to but i also am halfway through the second fear street movie and i i, have, I just have too much stuff you to have watch. Too much stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah i have just too much stuff i'm too busy right now but but uh, question number two marcus would you recommend this film oh yeah man I would recommend this film to every single motherfucker out there. And also, if you're not fucking mothers, I recommend it to you, too. What about you, Nick? I don't recommend what you just said. To the father fuckers, you recommend it? I also recommend this film to everybody. Everybody out there, I think you would enjoy this (laughs) film. I think you should definitely watch it. That is my take on uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, I've seen it three times. times. Holy shit. Wow. I love that. Okay, last question. And he's a dad. Wow. (laughs) 
with two kids yeah and marcus last question would you are you going to watch either the sequel to this film or more Taki Waititi films uh if this film got a sequel which i didn't think about until you just said it i would 100 percent watch it i want to see this boy all grown up influencing Actually, other I, that people would be great now it's like a old i mean how old is the kid probably like 17 18 right yeah i feel like if you made a movie about him older it would have to be too sincere he's 18 right now yeah no i would love to watch a movie with him i don't want to see him be like a bad part i don't want to see him like be bad in any way he only has to be likable and good and things need to be going well for him but that sounds boring so i don't know i understand what you're saying and and you asked me nick <laughs> yeah would you recommend the no are you gonna watch more taika waititi movies or are you gonna watch the sequel if it were made i was already on the taika bandwagon i already consume everything this man does right now i saw jojo in the theaters nice. i was there the opening weekend i hell yeah i am excited about all the things he's gonna do from now on awesome okay nick well next week you said we're off but the week after that we're back and you have a challenge for me guys before we leave for nick is doing his, his challenge i'll give him time to, to think to sit with it for a minute i don't think no, he I needs know. time to think but patreon go join it we're gonna put up the poll very soon by the time this episode is up we'll probably send out the first messages about getting the poll and, and your suggestions for the poll so join the patreon there's time to get in for september's challenge okay, there is Nick. time there is time what marcus i've wanted to give this to you for weeks and now that we have a week off i don't feel bad about giving you the no, entire no. first season no. of this show no marcus i've given you whole seasons before but i don't think it's a huge ass because they're only 22 minutes marcus what kind of genre has a short 12 episode season that is only 22 minutes each cartoons this is an anime marcus an anime? i know you i know you know what this anime is i don't think you've watched it and if it, if you have lie to me now because your challenge for two weeks is kaguya sama sama love is war the first season uh i i, I don't know what it is oh boy let me let me piss this to you right now you know yeah. animes that uh have all these crazy things happening but underneath is like the romance of like what the high fuck school is drama this? yeah it's just the high school drama <laughs> But it's not just the high school drama because everything that they deal with in the show is as epic and grand as Death Note. It is Death Note for love. This is a masterpiece. It is chef's kiss. We are doing it in two weeks, guys. Watch the first season of Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Guys, follow us everywhere at Now Try This Cast on Twitter, Instagram. Go ahead and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Now Try This Cast. And tune in every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Now Try This Cast. Join the conversation and also don't forget to leave us five stars <laughs> on iTunes. I'm dying because death note for love is the best description of anything i've ever heard and as an anime weeb i'm gonna I, I just love it i'm picturing it and i'm excited <laughs> good first season thank you for joining us remember hit us up on all the socials and go out there and try something new for us good night good night <laughs> oh pokemon Oopsie doozy. I gotta. Uh. Uh.
I gotta get up. I guess there's a quick way. This should be a quick way of doing it. I figure what it is. Love is war. You didn't watch this? No. I thought you watched this because this is one of those recommendations from Eyepatch Wolf, Super Eyepatch Wolf. When? Years ago. Like three years ago. Uh, no. He was talking about the manga. Mm-mm. Oh, fuck yeah, then. Great. Oh, hell yeah. I was I was going to give this to you regardless. I thought you had watched it. Hell nope. yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, I might I might read it also. But uh, I mean, you could read it. I haven't read it. And yeah, I'm yeah. not going I'll, to. I'll, I'll because I also it, wanted to because I want to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, hold on, though. But I just saw the cover of the first manga volume and it's fucking sweet looking. <laughs> 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 hold on, though. Uh, yeah, the second season just came out recently and they're they're talking about the third one coming out soon oh that's cool yeah i saw season three. Oh, they made a live film oh in 2019 cool cute that's interesting oh my god Marcus, you're just you are uh you're in for a treat i am in for a uh, treat. it's on funimation oh. oh awesome 